This is Mesa Verde Voices, a show from KSJD Community Radio and Mesa Verde National Park. And here's what we're all about. This show takes the ancient past of the Southwest and connects it with all kinds of things in today's world. Art, science, people, culture, and in this season, we're talking about possibly the most connective source in the world today, the internet. And I'm your host, Kayla Woodward, national park traveler, huge fan of indigenous history, and also huge fan of the internet. I worked as a seasonal ranger at Mesa Verde National Park on the social media team in 2016 and 2017. And it really got me interested in how the internet fits into the world of national parks and public lands, and also how it's being used as a tool by indigenous and First Nations peoples across North America to tell their own stories. I love the desert because it's a place of isolation you can see miles and miles on out. And when you're in the mountains, you're surrounded by the mountains and the tall trees. And when you're in the desert, I like the warmth of the desert. And I love the desert at night. It's just a whole nother world being there at night. Today's episode is the first in a two-part story about the legacy of artistic expression at Mesa Verde, a legacy that lives on today. And the voice you just heard was Tiana Arviso, a Navajo photographer local to Cortez, Colorado. Tiana's love for the desert is very evident in her Instagram feed. You can find wide open night skies, mesas masked by fog, and artsy self-portraits highlighting the landscape. And we'll hear more from Tiana in a later episode. But first, I want to talk about the first time I remember seeing Pueblo art at Mesa Verde. It was my first day on the job, and even though I had visited the park before, I hadn't been on one of the ranger-guided tours. So I hopped on the one o'clock tour of Balcony House with Ranger Zachary, and it felt like climbing back in time. Each new area was mesmerizing, whether we were looking out over the landscape of the canyon or standing at the edge of the kivas, just listening to the story of these ancient people. It wasn't until the group was exiting the site that Ranger Zachary pointed out something to a few of us stragglers who just couldn't stand to leave yet. Up on the alcove wall, seemingly camouflaged, was the outline of a hand. Ranger Zachary explained that someone likely made the handprint by spraying a dye at the wall through a straw-like tool while their hand was pressed against the rock. That way, when their hand was pulled away, the outline would remain. A negative handprint. It wasn't until this moment that I felt the human history in that canyon. I obviously knew that humans had been there, they built these stone buildings, but those just felt like facts to me. This handprint on the wall was a real person touching the landscape. A real person creating something uniquely their own. For thousands of years, humans have lived in the Southwest. And so far in this show, we've talked about these people's advancements in adapting to their environment through farming and irrigation. But there is so much more to their story than their ability to survive. Because these people didn't just survive for thousands of years, they thrived. Art and expression are a huge part of any culture. And it's an important doorway to learn about history, tradition, and values. In places like Chaco, Hovenweep, Bandelier, and Mesa Verde, This can be seen all over, from the incredible stone masonry of these ancient villages to the little things, like a 700-year-old handprint on a cave wall. The human need to express ourselves through art hasn't changed over time, but the canvas definitely has. Technology has created entirely new art forms, like photography, and technology has provided a new canvas, like Instagram. Today, we're gonna start out talking about another local artist from Cortez. 
Mesa Verde is just so incredible and the location and its altitude, <laughs> it's way up there and you just see forever for 360 degrees. It, it made me really realize why that location was chosen as a place to build their homes. This is Rosie Carter. I'm Rosie Carter and I'm an artist. I've lived in the Four Corners for a long time and I just, I'm always really inspired by so much about this place, the environment and the people and the cultures. And in the spring of 2018, she had a unique experience in the park. I was there in April, so it was real early season um, at the park. I spent two weeks. I stayed in uh, a stone hogan that was built in the 1930s. While social media, the internet, the whole digital world has provided a new opportunity for creating and sharing art, Rosie was actually looking for a way to get away from it for a bit. And up there, there's um, it's hard to get access to Wi-Fi. I didn't have cell coverage, so I really could just, you know, turn everything off and, and just look at things and draw things and spend time focusing on, on being creative. It, w- it was really wonderful. Now, Rosie wasn't just wandering aimlessly around the park. She was there as an artist in residence. My proposal was to do an illustrated map, and I draw these maps with pen and ink. And if you're anything like me, you may not have heard of the Artists in Residence program. Artists have been creating art for national parks since the late 19th century. This is Terry Paul. I'm executive director of the Mesa Verde Museum Association and the supervisor for the Artists in Residence program for Mesa Verde National Park. The National Parks uh, Artist in Residence programs provide artists with a lot of really unique opportunities to create works in a variety of natural and cultural settings. Mesa Verde's Artist in Residence program started in the early 90s. And since then, over 100 artists have been inspired to create wonderful painting, music, poetry, sculpture, film, textiles, and much more. And this reflects their time in the park. This program lets artists become fully immersed in the park during their residency. At Mesa Verde, we have five two-week-long residencies, and artists get to stay in a historic Hogan on Chapin Mesa. And their time wraps up with a few presentations of their work. Artists offer two public programs during their residencies where they share their art and experiences with the public. One is in the park, and one is in a local community. These have included things like trailside sketching or painting, pottery-making demonstrations, writing workshops, lectures and slideshows, and lots of other things. The purpose of this program is not only to allow artists to come and create and be inspired by the park, but to use this inspiration as a tool to educate others about the subject of the park. A few years ago, we decided that we needed to make sure that there was a focus for the artist's time in the park. And so with the application, we asked them to take a look at the interpretive themes of the park in order to kind of direct them into uh, contributing to the educational mission of the park with their artwork. So there are five of these interpretive themes that applicants can choose from. Themes include the interaction between the ancestral Pueblo people and the environment, establishment of Mesa Verde National Park as a world heritage destination, a living link between past and present ways of life, natural landscapes, systems, and processes, and archaeology. And as for the theme that Rosie chose, I pretty much draw this environment in a lot of ways, um, trees and birds and um, the landscape. And I'm interested in humans' history here, the ancestral Puebloans and more recent history and how we all 
live and settle in this area. And my artwork is informed by that and inspired by all that. And so when I looked at making a proposal for Mesa Verde, I I wanted this map to kind of reflect all of that and include as much of that as I could. And so uh, when I made the proposal, I talked about the geography, the environment, plants and birds and animals, and then just also humans' history too. So with this, Rosie focused on two of those interpretive themes. One is a living link between past and present ways of life, and two, interaction between the ancestral Pueblo people and the environment. And if you're local to Cortez or the Four Corners, you may have seen Rosie's work before. She's the artist behind the brand Home and Range, which includes screen-printed and hand-drawn designs. I wanted to know what inspired Rosie to choose to draw an illustrated map for this project. Because I live here, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the ancestral Puebloan archaeology. But because I was working on a map, I was more curious in the geography of the place. And so I really spent a lot more time focusing on kind of the lay of the land, the views, the, and the environment, the plants and animals. And I was really curious about what the ancestral Puebloans were looking at because I figured I could kind of see the same thing. I'd always look at the sites, the cliff dwellings, and kind of look out from there and sort of imagine what they were seeing and why they had chosen those, those places to build their structures. And Rosie actually found out that in looking to the landscape for inspiration for her work, she would end up having something in common with the ancestral Pueblo people. Because I was drawing with um, just a black pen on white paper the whole time. So I was looking at those same canyons and the same landscapes as the ancestral Puebloans were. And I just had this realization, which just seemed crazy to me that I hadn't ever thought of it before. But looking at my drawings and then looking at the black and white pottery that they created, I finally made the connection about what the ge- what all those geometric forms were on their pottery, that it was the canyons and it was the view that they were seeing. And until I actually was drawing it myself in black and white, I never even thought of that. I just always thought of their patterns as being just decorative uh, geometric patterns. So, so that was kind of fun to realize that and to have it come to me while I was also drawing that same landscape. So I, I, yeah, I love that connection. And this realization kind of made her rethink the approach she was taking to the map in her head. You know, I have a style that I draw in. And so I've just been picturing the map pretty much done in, in my style. And once I had those realizations about how those geometric designs on the pottery were, from what I could see, seemed to be directly related to the landscape, it made me start rethinking the map a little bit. So that she could perhaps incorporate some of that design into her map in some way. I haven't quite figured out how that's all going to work out, but um, I definitely want to bring that in, tie that all into what I'm doing with the map and with my own drawing. In talking with Rosie, it was obvious that this experience had had a big effect on her. So I wondered how she felt about the program as a whole throughout the parks. You know, art is a way of expressing something that you can't express with words is how I like to think about it. And the way that 
places like Mesa Verde and other national parks can really inspire us to be more protective of the environment or conservation in general or or a hike or just spending time in the wilderness. And oftentimes that sort of inspiration you can't really put into words. I think that's what artists can do. They can take those sorts of feelings and emotions and inspiration and create something that conveys those feelings and that values it. And so these residencies at national parks are wonderful for that. They, they provide another way to share our common values and our common uh, love of places like that and appreciation of places like Mesa Verde and other national parks. Mesa Verde is home to canyons, cliffs, and panoramic views of the Four Corners. And after two weeks of exploring and creating there, I wondered if there was anything in particular that inspired Rosie with her project. When I started realizing um, the 360 view, that was, I mean, it sounds obvious, but <laughs> I didn't really get it till I really looked at it. That was a big moment for me. There's a trail that begins and ends in the campground area called the Knife Edge Trail. You can see all the way into Utah and the Abajo Mountains and the LaSalle Mountains. And then you look in the opposite direction and you see the La Plata Mountains. And then if you turn just a little bit more, you're just looking at the big escarpment of Mesa Verde right there. And I think that was the moment when I just felt like, okay, I have no doubt why these people settled here. Like that. It just felt like the turret in the castle <laughs> of the Four Corners, you know? It just was like this pinnacle up on the Colorado Plateau, and you can see south of Shiprock, and you can see all these iconic and often sacred places from Mesa Verde. So that, you know, and then, and then after that, I started pursuing those views and getting trying to get a better idea of how Mesa Verde unfolds and how the canyons drain, you know, the directions of the canyons and the sitting up at Farview, you can look south and get a really great idea of even more of the topography. So uh, yeah, that, that knife edge trail is pretty great. You can find Rosie's studio and gallery in Cortez, Colorado. It's called Home and Range. I sell a lot of things that I make, my artwork, and I also turn my pen and ink drawings into silk screens, and then I make a whole line of home linens and t-shirts, and I call it art for every day. And before we go, we want you all to know that the application period for the Artists in Residence program runs from mid-October to the last Friday of December, and they are always looking for new talent. We encourage all artists working in any medium who are interested in national parks in general, and Mesa Verde in particular, to apply to the program. And generally, we've had about 50 people apply each year from all over the world. We reach out to arts communities throughout the country and region, and we send our brochures and applications to art centers, schools, tribal offices, and visitor centers. We have not had any response from First, First Nation artists in the time that I have been here, which is about two years. There are amazing Native artists, especially in the Southwest, for example, and I would really like to see them apply for one of these sessions. Puebloan artists particularly may like coming to Mesa Verde to do their work because it's an opportunity to create their artwork 
in the place of their ancestors. So we're hoping to get more response this year. Again, applications are due the last Friday in December, and you can find the link to the application page on our website, mesaverdevoices.org or nps.gov forward slash M-E-V-E. If you're an artist and you're listening to this podcast, go check it out. You can find links to Rosie's work on our website, and you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Home and Range. Our show is produced and edited by me, Kayla Woodward, with additional recording by Tom Yoder and Robert Dobry of KSJD Community Radio. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can now find us on Spotify in addition to Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Mesa Verde Voices is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. It's produced in partnerships with Mesa Verde National Park, the Mesa Verde Museum Association, and with additional support from the Ballantine Family Fund, Aramark, and Concept360.